Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. And today we have the honor of having country pop artist Jesse Haynes. Jesse Haynes is a country pop artist whose infectious songwriting is quickly gaining momentum worldwide. Her songs and performances are authentic, heartfelt, and sincere, drawing influence from her songwriting heroes, including Fleetwood Mac, the Allman Brothers, and John Mayer, to name a few. Her debut album, The Phoenix, is a concept album which follows the arc of addiction to a toxic relationship and her resulting healing journey and will be released through 2023. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Jesse. How are Hi. you? Hi, Nat. I am so well. I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me. I am taking this call from a Big Bend National Park in southwest Texas. And oh. I'm in my Airstream right now, praying that my service uh, stands up <laughs> for the remainder of this call. Um, in the middle of the desert, the wind is whipping around like 30 miles an hour today, but I have a pretty awesome view of the Chisos Mountains, and life is good. So thank you for That's having great. me here. But see, I love that. See, that, these are the things that I love, and I'll tell you why. Because this is the authentic life of the independent. That's Singers right. That's program. right. That, this is what we have to do. This, we 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 sit wherever we can. We have beautiful views, and if the internet, we pray that the internet is working and it doesn't shut down. This is this is what we do. You know, we we multitask and we do what we have to do to be seen and heard. So I love it. This is the stuff that I love. Um, I'm like I hate when things Absolutely. are just like, you know, so perfect because that's not life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Um... I, I bought I bought the Airstream uh, last fall and, you know, just decided it was time to really start living the dream, you know. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I quit quit the day job, so to speak, and mm. uh, really just going after music full time. And so I'm here on this. It's like it's really like a soul journey. Um mm. And and everyone keeps asking me like, well, where, what's your plan? And I'm like, the plan is no plan. The plan is no Amen. plan. I I've never not I've never had no plan. I don't think in right. my life. You know, you always have from from grade school to high school, then college, then after. There's usually some kind of like a you know a five year plan. But right. um, my my idea here is just to kind of like break out of all those boxes and um, just get to know myself better and, you know, be uncomfortable. I mean, it's, 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 
glamorous in theory to do this, right. but I just started and it's like, it's actually very much out of the comfort zone. You know, you, you're, you're far away from home. You're far away from people that, you know, um, are like your security blanket right. and you're just kind of like figuring things out on the fly and it's, it's pretty wild so far, but I'm, I'm really loving it. I'm really, and, and also it was like, part of the point was for this to be a songwriting expedition, right. To like, right. you know, get, get some new, some new influences and, and uh, just get some new feelings and, um, and, and spark some inspiration there. So it's, it's, it. it's pretty cool so far. Yeah. Now, I love to ask this question. I mean, how have you been now since the George Floyd elections, Roe versus Wade, tsunamis, earthquakes, assassinations, potatoes, <laughs> um, uh, what was it, uh, measles? I think, hell, there's a new strain of gonorrhea, um, mass shootings, um, women still having to fight for their rights. Uh, who is it? Polio made a comeback. Um, how yeah. RSV? COVID had some babies, pandemic. How have you been dealing with all this crap? <laughs> now, I, mean, I don't watch the news. Now, I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that's exactly where yeah, good way I, <laughs> not, that, not that I, like, not that I'm, like, you know, want to be under a rock um, at all, but... Right. Uh, but I, I no, I mean that's the truth. I, I literally don't watch television. I don't watch the news. That that helps my mental my mental health a lot. Um, I think, you know, I we could like we could go into a whole history talk here, but you know, we could like trace humanity back and back and back and right. there's always been there's always been some shit. You know, there's always been some shit. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure if it's like I'm not sure if it's worse now or if right. it's the same as it was, you know, hundreds of years ago or even thousands of years ago. You know, we've had mass genocides, we've had wars, we've had, you mm. know, we can we can get crazy here and go back to like the Roman Empire and right. <laughs> go back to like the Vikings. Like, there's always been some shit. It's humans are yeah. humans are always learning and and um and and healing i think and i'm an optimist i think i try to not really focus on the negative so so much as as like the positive and and the and the healing work that we can do and the positive change that can happen so i don't know if that sounds like so geeky or what but (laughs) i mean i think I think it's great to posit- to focus on the positive. I mean, I focus on both, and I, I I focus when I say focus on the negative. When I do focus it, I try to see what can we do about the negative. There's just things that you're never going to change, and you're right. Throughout century, there's just been ongoing massacres and and well, they didn't have guns at a certain period, but you know, stabbings at during those periods or whatever they did during those times. <laughs> I mean, there's been diseases that come up every so often although i have my theory on covid and everybody has their theory on covid um i mean it's just surreal covid was just surreal because when you think of things like this you think of oh back in the 1800s or back in the 1900s you would never think with all the technology that we have out today that something like this could just happen where you just shut down you know 
Yeah. And, 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 but one thing, and I always, this is another question that I pose is that one thing that the, obviously the pandemic was awful because people that survived, some of them lost limbs, some of them are learning how to relive again. Um, but there were some positive things. And for me, the positive things that I saw were like families, because we were locked down, people took the time to spend time with their families. Because norm- normally a lot yeah. of people are rushing around. They don't have time for this. I know people that cut back on work because they realized they weren't, I mean, they missed a lot of things about their family and their children, whatever they were doing. Um, when we were not in the um, outside, you know, <laughs> Mother Nature and and the animals were happy, especially specifically, I guess, the squirrels, they weren't getting hit by cars. Um, and the pollution level went down while we were out. So there's climate change. Um, and then there's, and then I read a lot of articles about p- people quitting their jobs. You quit the, your job. Yeah. What it did, what it did is that it allowed for people to say, okay, I may die. I really need to get my ass up and do what I want to do for my life. I need to eat. I need food, uh, clothing, I need uh, housing, but I need to be happy. When I walk through those doors to go to a job, I need to be happy and make money at the same time. So a lot of people decided, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this crap anymore. Um, and then there's people like, you know, artists that decided to create EPs, albums, tracks, singles. Some decided to rebrand. Some decided not to do music anymore. They're just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do this thing anymore. So what I'm saying is that right. during this time, there was a lot of self-reflection. On, no matter if yeah. you're an artist, whatever you're doing in your life, people were, you know, really thinking about, okay, I need to get my butt in gear. I need to decide what I want to do with my life. So now you quit your job. Now, when you decided to quit your job and focus on music, um, did you think about, you know, did you say, okay, this is the type I want of music I still want to make? Have you changed anything about your artistry? What did you think about? You know, it's funny that you talk about um, sort of like this mass awakening that happened because I, I I really hadn't, I hadn't thought about how I fit into that whole, you know, to that whole picture just right now, until right now, until you just said mm. it, but I I think I'm one of those people, and what ended up happening for me, um, I, I've been a musician for my whole life, as long as I can remember. I played the alto saxophone when I was growing up. I was I was like first chair in the jazz traveling jazz band, and wow. I think I got most most musical in the yearbook and and stuff like that. And then um, I started playing guitar. And I started writing my first song when I was, like, in my later years in high school, like 16, 17. And okay. I right, right away started writing songs. And the songs that I wrote back then, those first couple of songs, they were very, like, uh, in a folk genre. And um, okay. they had, they, they were just naturally sort of folksy genre, singer-songwriter, um, and I never, I, 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 right away, I had some, some like major label opportunities back then. And um, I ended up deciding to go to college instead because of the, how the music industry was. But I've always been, this has been like, I remember looking in the mirror 
and this was even way before I, I learned how to play guitar when I was a child okay. and I was maybe like seven, seven years old. I remember looking in the mirror and I had this guitar in my room that, that someone had gave to me, given to me. I, I didn't know how mm. to play it, but I just remember this so clearly, like looking at in the mirror with the guitar and I was playing it, but not knowing how to play it. And it just like, it, it was like an explosion. Like I just felt so electrified in that moment, like that this was my calling, you know, like this is what right. I was supposed to do with my life was be a performer and a, and a, and a musician. And that feeling never went away. Um, and I've, you know, even after I started writing songs, I did end up going to college. Um, even after that, I, I just was always writing music and performing. I was in a variety of different bands. I had yeah. a bunch of different projects, pro- musical projects that I did. And so it never left, you know. And then what ended up happening was, and this is like, this is like a really important topic to me that you and I, you know, I'd love to talk to you about this, but I, I, I ended up like, like my sexuality at some point, I ended up burying my artist self as Mm. well as my sexuality, both because um, I think just where I grew up in in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area is just mm-hmm. very much about, you know, like succeeding financially right away. And there's sort of like this rat race that exists. And, right. you know, there's just sort of like this pressure to, um, to like make a, a good living right away. And as I looked at it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this with music. So, I really mm. buried it and it started to eat me alive. It really did. It started to eat me alive. Like I became, I think, unhappy um, because I was not being my authentic self. I mean, oh. and this is like part of your whole platform is authenticity, right? right? And, it's part, and yeah. it's part of my platform too. Um, and, but, you know, what ended up happening was it was like a double whammy for me because I, I had buried my sexuality as um, a lesbian. And so I was like living this sort of straight life um, right. or pre- pretending to be straight and not being fulfilled in that lifestyle. Um, and, and I had also buried my musician self. So like, mm. and like, and, and like now I'm, you know, I'm in my full, the full swing of who I am. Like I could never imagine not yeah. being, a lesbian country music artist like that is who I am and I had completely covered up all of that um and it's so easy to do that you know when you sort of like try and subscribe to what the communities around you want or what your family wants or what your what your friends are doing and you know not there's not like a one size fits all way of life. I do That's not right. even remember what the question is that you asked me. But <laughs> some kind of tangent now. Um, but anyway, oh, we're talking about we're talking about COVID. But yeah, but I think I was I think I'm one of those people. Is like during COVID, I I I did I do believe that I had a spiritual awakening, and I and I was like, what what am I doing with myself? Like right. this is not this is not 
the life that I was meant to, to, to lead. And I had, I had written some of these songs. Uh, well, one of them I had written long ago, but mm-hmm. um, the whole, the whole album I wrote during basically during COVID and, uh, and, you know, within the past year. So like okay. within the last two years, I think I wrote the whole album. Um, and it, it, you know, the album is a concept album and it it's written in real time. It follows the arc of, um, my relationship, which, which was a toxic one, even though I cared very deeply about this person. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think what COVID did for me, I, I see it, I see it all around. It, a lot of people went through this, right? A lot of people had this kind of like awakening and sort of woke up and figured out because we were, we were robots, right? We were like, right. we were all asleep. We were just like asleep at the wheel, just like do it, going through the motions, going through the motions. And, and, you know, you don't even have a chance to stop and look around and take inventory of your life all around you, not just work, right. friends, family, relationships, all the toxicity, drinking, whatever, like whatever it is, bad food, you know, whatever right. it is, it's like you didn't, you didn't have the time. And then when, when COVID hit, you were sort of like, you were sort of stuck with yourself right. to deal with right. yourself, to deal with your anxieties, to like, you had exactly. all of a sudden time to take inventory and put your life down on paper and really analyze it and, and say like, what the hell am I doing? You know, like, like the days are, are numbered here, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, kudos to you <clears throat> for, um, coming out. I don't know why people have to come out. I mean, it's just <laughs> heterosexuals don't come out and say, Hey, I'm straight. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just a crazy, I mean, and I was talking to a friend of mine today about the whole, I mean, some of the stuff nowadays you have to go and Google because you're not understanding what, <clears throat> there's so much out there. Like we were talking about pansexual. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned that that's what they were. And um, my friend had to go Google it. Cause she was like, I didn't even know what that was. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it, it's just, it's just it's very interesting. I'm, I'm extremely liberal. There's certain things I, I don't understand that I'm still trying to understand the whole they, them, the, the, that one is a hard one for me just because for me, it's like, yeah, there's female, there's male. I don't care if you're transgender or whatever. If you transgender, then, then you're the sex of whatever you've chosen to be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or, or some people say, well, women say, you know, I woke up this morning and I felt like a guy. What does that mean? For me, it almost seems like being, a, being a, I don't know, that being a guy is kind of better. What is that feeling? What is, I don't know what that are, feeling are is. Are you asking me? No, I don't you. identify as they. I don't identify as they. I identify as she, but right. I, but my guess, I mean, Look, I, my my guess is, and maybe do you have? Can you have people call in? This would be cool. People could call in and, and answer. Yeah, that. people can call um, in. Um, it's really about 
like how you feel. I don't think it's really about the physical, the physical body. You know, I think it's about how you feel um, from like a masculine, feminine perspective. And I think the point is that some people don't feel thoroughly one or the other. You feel sort of like a hybrid or, or just, yeah, just like you feel like you're in your masculine and your feminine both at the same time. And that's where you are, you know, which honestly I, I can kind of, I can see it because I, I'm, I pretty, pretty tomboyish. I think, I mean, I've always been like, when I was a kid, I wore like boys clothes and I said, I said to my mom, I'm like, nobody told me I was gay. Like what the hell? Like I was walking around with like boys, I'm shopping in the boys department. Like nobody wanted to say something about this, but she was like, well, we just thought you were a tomboy. Um, but yeah, I like, you know, I, I'm very much in my masculine energy. I'm like very much a doer and I drive a pickup truck and okay. but so, I also, so, I, so I also love being there. in my feminine too. Yeah. Right. You touched on something there. You said, you, what is it? What did you say before you said getting into your pickup truck? The, the, I'm in my, I, I, I have, I have a lot of masculine energy. Ah. Uh, See, that's the thing for me. Because some some people relate certain characteristics or certain ways of doing things as masculine energy, and I don't. I think that's mm. where I have a problem. You, you see what I'm saying? Because sometimes it will, mm-hmm. some, some people present things, well, that's the way a guy would do it. Why? See, I don't see things that mm. way. I'm like, I'm a woman... Oh. You know what I mean? I can do things. It's not. It's not just because a guy has done it that it's a guy thing. I'm trying to get to a point yeah. where you, we can see that it's is not one specific sex thing. That's why when I get confused when when a person says, "Well, I feel like a guy," you know, it's more into my male energy because I'm, you know, I'm like whatever a man can do, I can do too. So I'm not into that whole vibe of well the guy does this and the woman does this thing you see what i'm saying yeah but check this out but when when we say masculine energy it doesn't mean i'm not talking about man so like women have both masculine energy and feminine energy men have both masculine energy and feminine energy so we all have both we all we all have both types of energy and they, they they behave differently and we, there's, this, this is a whole, this is a whole other talk. I, I'm not an expert on, <laughs> on, on the, right. on the energies, but I, but I, I am a little bit, I'm, I'm in tune. I'm in tune. Um, I know that masculine energy is, it's, it's very much about doing and sometimes pushing, sometimes forcing. Uh, aren't um, women like this too? But isn't the feminine yeah, energy? Yeah, that's like women. This? That's women in their masculine energy. So we like we we okay. we we live we live in both, you know. So so here's the thing. You said that's women living in masculine energy, and what I'm trying to say, and yeah, this is you know I'm gonna have a talk. I'm gonna have a podcast on this. Um, <laughs> why can't that just be? Yeah, because it's very interesting to me. Why can't that just be feminine energy? Why does it have to be living in that masculine energy? You see what I'm saying? I just it's the way the universe was created, baby. It's the way the universe was created. The but universe see, decided this. You just made my, <laughs> you just made my point. This whole, you know, they, them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's no point to 
there's no point to it. I just don't understand it because I don't believe in the whole, uh, I believe in feminine and masculine energy. I do believe in that, but it's when Mm -hmm. somebody says the characteristic of a masculine energy, I said, well, why not? Why isn't that feminine energy? That's the part where it's all confusing to me because I'm like, the female. I think you should have a show on this. I, think I you am going to have a show. Have on this a show. You, you're making me happy. <laughs> I am going to have a show on it because I would like somebody to really under make me not make me understand. I would like because I'm open minded. I'm extremely open minded. I think people need to be happy. People need to um, do what they need to do. And at the same people, at the same time, people need to understand. That some people just don't get it. It's not for them. I'm I'm all about agreeing to disagree and stuff like that. And I'm all about willing to learn about the masculine, the female, the female, and why one is one way, one is, or somebody feels this way. Because I, I, for me, it's actually very fascinating, very fascinating. But I think, about- I, I think the overarching theme here, though, is how be- beautiful it is that we have, like, right now in world society, mm-hmm. you know, all around the globe, that there's there is open space. I think, yeah. just think there's so much more open space yeah. with the internet, especially with social media for people right. to just be who they feel they are, you know, and yeah, it goes no, back I to what agree. you said, like the very first thing, like for people to just be their authentic selves is, and I think it's like, I think that's really the, the, the most important thing to, to drive oh, home yeah. here is, I agree. I agree. 100%. Is that, you know, there, there's, there's just so much beautiful open space um, that exists now for for people to to be who, who they exactly who they want to be, you know. And I, I agree. Um, I agree. As I long agree. as it's safe, you know, as long as it's physically safe and emotionally safe for them um, to be who they want to be, you know, in their particular circumstance. Because I know there are some different cultures around the world that are not as tolerant. Um, but oh, yeah. know. you know, it's it's if 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 it is safe physically and emotionally, and the only thing holding us back is ourselves or our own mm-hmm. fear, because I was I was one of those people, you know. I I again, I've been a musician my whole life, yeah. and even even still, I still had fears around launching this music because mm. I thought, what if it doesn't work? What if people don't like it? What if, oh, yeah. what if, what if gay and country music, you know, doesn't, you know, it, what if there's a block against that? What if there's like so many what ifs that as I started to take baby steps, and this is like a really important lesson is like, mm-hmm. as I started to just put one foot in front of the other and pull in this really beautiful community of people who are helping me do this. I have a really awesome team helping me, my producer, I have marketing people PR and um, managers now and you know there's a there's like a little village that we have here that is is pushing this music out and you know this was all created like one little baby step at a time and but I was scared like I you know I didn't know how it was going to be received I didn't know if it was going to work I didn't know if people were going to like the song I didn't know if people would like me I didn't know if they would like what I had to say I didn't know if it would start to catch on and and 
but at a certain point you sort of like look at the balance and you weigh on one hand, all right, all of these fears that I have of it, of it going wrong or not working. All right. But I already lived that life. I already lived the life of not doing it and not being my authentic self. And where did it, where did it get me? Right. It got me to a place of sorrow and regret. Like the days were clicking by and I still wasn't doing my dream. And it's like, your dream doesn't go away. Like it just doesn't, no matter, you can dig the, the deepest hole uh, with the, as many shovels as you can find and try and right. bury your dream down there and make it go away, but it doesn't. It finds its way back to you like, yeah. like, a, like, a, like a beacon, you know? It just always finds you, and it's like, hi, I'm here. I'm back. You know, I'm back. Here I am. <laughs> so I already lived the life of not doing my dream. So I was like, all right. I don't have any more choice. I don't have any more choices. I don't have any more excuses. Like I have to push through and be uncomfortable and I have to do this. I have to. And now I'm doing it. And I'll tell you what, on this side of the fence is much, much, much better. I just feel this, the person I always was meant to be, you know, and that, and that feeling is that you can't put a price tag on it. You just can't. And I think um, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that you're 100% correct, um, specifically in the United States, that um, there is a great openness. Um, there's a great space for people to be who they are. It's taken a long journey to get there, but it's a great space, mm-hmm. you know, to be who they are. Um, and I think the world is still growing and in, in trying to understand certain things. Um, there are, there's a lot more openness in the sense that people are willing to learn and understand and be open to certain things, which I think is great. And I feel sorry for those people that have to struggle um, in living in certain countries where they can't be themselves. Um, to hide oneself is very sad. I mean, I was raised a certain way, you know, to, you know, care about what people think. I can give two fucks what people think. Um, because mm-hmm. I want to be the best version of who I think I am, um, and if people people don't like that, that's too bad. I don't, you know, I don't live for other people's validation. That's and that's another yeah. topic that I got into yesterday and with somebody else that I, I was on my podcast about. Because uh, with music, you know, the one person said, you know, we're always seeking validation from uh, people in regards to music. Here's my point with with our music industry. Because I don't care, you know, I make music based on what I see in the world, my emotions, my feelings, whatever I've gone through in my life. And I know, I set an intention with my music, that my music will affect the people that it's going to affect, you know. And mm-hmm. music is expensive. People cannot expect everybody to love your music. Not everybody's going to love your style of music. That's what it is. But the most important thing is that you love your music that I love the music that I'm putting out because that's the energy I'm going to put forth. So I know that people are going to gravitate to it because that's what I put out. Whatever you put out is whatever you're going to receive in return. Obviously we're in the music business. You know, you want your, your, your music to get licensed. You want people to sign you up for tours. You want to be on a label. You want this, you want that. And yeah, people have to be able to like your music to say, you know what? I can do something with this. I understand that. But mm-hmm. what 
I'm going to get your opinion on this. I don't need validation from other people because I see right. some in my group of Grammy friends and all this stuff, you know, they they have their clicks and stuff like that. I, I'm just not into that. It just annoys me. <laughs> I don't need to have yeah. guitarists. I could have the mo- homeless man on the street that you probably used to play the piano and play on my album. As long as he's mm-hmm. good, I don't care if his name mm-hmm. is Joe Schmo or whoever. It's not important to me. But I see a lot of artists, totally. oh, my gosh, I got this producer, and I got this person, and, oh, my God, they're going to play. And then half the time, I don't even know who they're talking about. That's what's worse. I'm like, who's that? Yeah. And I still laughing. So what do you, so what do you I, think I, about the whole thing? Yeah, I think you're spot on, man. I think it's, I think 100%, you know, this is art. First and foremost, this is art. Right. And I think, you know, people what what I've learned so far from releasing this music and I started releasing um at just the first single was last summer in June and uh I have three singles out now and so what I've learned from this feedback loop so mm-hmm. far and I and I haven't even released I haven't even released the deep songs yet the deep songs are coming next okay the ones the ones that are out are more light and fun and and not as like emotional or reflective but point is people can feel me in the songs already right they report back to me they're they're messaging me they they can feel me like they already know that I went through some shit last year just based on these couple of songs that I put out Right. Um, that don't even really talk about what happened, but there's already something about the the my vocal performance, the way that I present musically, that they feel me. And so right. here's the, here's the point. The point is the authenticity. You know, I think you can put out whatever melody you want to put out, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you feel. But the, the right. authenticity is in you, the artist, who has done the work to peel back the onion of you to right. get to the soul of you as a performer. And right. that's what people feel. You know, that's why, I like, oh, I love Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, mm. love her. I, I love artists who in their performance, you can hear that you're not listening to ego. You're right. not listening to, you're not listening to, uh, I'm just, I'm just throwing down the, this cut, you know, on so that I could get on the radio. Like you can tell right, the difference exactly. between a cut that's like that and a cut that is really, truly meaningful and from the heart and right i think that's the that's the element that people like really want and they really they really yeah. feel and th- that piece of it that peeling back the onion of you as the artist and you know it's it's a lot of like windexing off the mud from the windshield you know right. for like years and years however long it takes to like get down to the bottom of yourself so that you can let your soul speak through the music. But, you know, that's, that's really the work. And I, I think that, you know, I think that we're, we've been blessed with this ability 
with this gift of, of creating music, right? I mean, how many yeah. people come up to you and you're like, Oh, I wish I love music. I wish I could play. I wish I could sing. Yeah. I wish I could write. I wish I could write like you, like, this is really, this is really a gift. Right. And so yeah. not that we're taking the gift for granted, but you know, the gift, the gift is to be able to put an emotion basically in a time capsule and send it out into the world and the reason people resonate is because sometimes they don't have the words. Sometimes right. they don't even. Right. Sometimes they don't even know how to access. Maybe that emotion is down there somewhere in them, and they don't even know how to get to it. It's just living. That's just like an energy that's living inside them. And when they hear your song, well, it starts to come out, and it's like a release for them, right? Like, how many times have you been driving? down a road into the sunset and you're listening to the song and it makes you feel something so deep and that's like the that's the power of music and I think that that's our job as musicians and writers is to like be able to communicate a feeling capture Mm -hmm. a feeling in song and and when people hear it they also are able to access that same emotion um, oh, I think I'm, that's the point. I think on. that's the point of music, you know. No, but you're dead. You're dead on. You're dead right. Dead on. It's um, and that's what I tell people all the time. I tell musicians and singers and artists. I said this is our superpower, because the emotions that come out after somebody's listened to your music or watched your art or whatever the case may be, is beautiful. And that's why I told people, because one of the things I did during the pandemic is to do this TikTok cap university. And they said that the videos that do the best are the ones that are authentic because people can relate. People gravitate to those things because they need hope. They need to be able to find an artist that they can go to that they can say, oh, my gosh, Jesse gets me. That's Mm -hmm. what they want. Right. Right. And that's why that's why. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. At, at, when I first started releasing, mm. there was a lot of debate. Well, not that much debate, but it was a topic. Like, are we gonna are we gonna go hard with the gay stuff, or are we just gonna like, keep it under wraps? You know, like. Um, and I and I had this quote um, on my desk, and it's from a, a Nashville music manager. It says. Mm-hmm. She said, um, who is not currently being spoken to? Who is not being represented? Mm. And I wrote, I wrote it down and I had it on my desk for, for months. Like, mm. And I started having these meetings with the managers and the marketing. And, and I was like, look, I have this quote from a national right. music manager. It says, who is not being spoken to? Who is not being represented? And I'm like, the whole entire... <laughs> Do you, do you know how many people around the world listen to country music that like I never even you know Germany is like one of my pop markets. <laughs> like, oh wow! There's so many communities and countries that I you know we right. here in the states like we don't really think I don't really think right. like Paris is listening to country, Germany's listening to country, you know Portugal's listening to country music. There's like 140 countries around the world listening to this music and. Um, you know, I have a big gay gay audience, uh, LGBTQ audience so far that's 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 starting. Right. And um who 
you know, love country music. And again, like they weren't feeling represented. So um, it's just, it's just all, it's just all so nice. It's just all such a blessing. And it's just, yeah. I just feel very honored to, to be in this position, you know, to be able to, to put this music out and, yeah. and to have this voice and, and that the internet is so cool now because, you know, the fans are just right there and we can talk yeah. to each other and yep. we have this really awesome sort of like communication loop going on. And it's just a really cool time in music, to be honest with you, Matt. I think it's, I think it's the best time in music so far oh, for independent musicians. Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, what's sad sometimes to me is that there are a lot of musicians that are afraid to sing about songs about the times or something they've been through because they don't want to alienate their fans. But I always tell them mm. about the whole social impact album. I talked about my own sexual assault. I talked about uh, climate mm. change. I talked about everything. And the thing is, is that if your fans know you, they're not going to have a problem with you. If you are being mm-hmm. your authentic self, they're not going to have a problem with you. What happened mm-hmm. during the pandemic also for artists is that more people were had the time to listen to independent artists because we're on all these social media platforms. They're like, oh, let me check this person out. Oh, my God, they sang about this. This is really cool. Oh, my God. Because now even for me as an artist, when I'm listening to music, I listen to the, the, the lyrics. I want to see right. that artist in their music. I just don't want to hear a song. Okay, they just did that for, for radio. I want to see and hear a deep artist. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? So when, when it's time to vote in the, the, the Grammys and stuff like that, I need to see you in the art. Don't, don't tell me you had Joe Schmo on your album. Cause I could give to us, but I want to know, mm-hmm. I want to hear your soul. Give me your soul. That's what I want. I want to feel goosebumps. Yeah. Oh my, I'm like, oh yeah, my God. girl. This is, and, and oh. speaking of that, we're going to play one of your songs here. Mm. What do I have here? I want to hear about this little black dress. Tell me what that, <laughs> oh, me what that this, is about. This is, the, this is the opposite of everything we just talked about. <laughs> this is, this is, um, this is, you, you should play, do you have I Love You? You should play I Love You right now because that, that can, one is I really can, more I about. Can, I can, I can, I can upload that. She, you know, Melissa sent it to me, but she sent it to me as a, M4A. So I'm going to download it, but then I have to convert it to a... Oh, uh, can... all right. I don't want to put you through that. No, all no, right. no. I can do that real quick here. But we'll play the the black dress first, and then we'll play the other one. So you can tell me what the all little right. black So while you're doing that, I'll tell you about little black dress. So little black dress, little black dress. I love this song. I This song was written a long time ago, actually. And the okay. song is about... Um, it's about being single. It's about going out and it, you know what? Actually, I take it back. It, this song is about what we've been talking about because it's about <laughs> going out and be, and being your authentic self and not right. giving, not giving, can I curse? Not giving a fuck. Yes, you, go um, ahead. Yeah. You curse all you want. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's about, it's, and we actually did a music video for this that's going to okay. be launching soon, and, and I'm so excited about it. And the the music video really, I think, does a good job of reflecting like the heart and soul of the song. 
Um, the, the, the lead girl in the music video, who's not me, I'm the band and the lead mm-hmm. girl comes into the bar and the bar is kind of like, people are just hanging out and it's not really very high energy in there, but she gets in there and she just alchemizes the energy okay. in the place and she is flying solo and she just alchemizes the whole place with her positivity and her fun and her vibrance and her high energy. And she sort of like twirls around the bar, flirts with everybody, guys and girls, dances with everybody. And by the time she leaves, she, the bar is, is bumping. And she has like basically sprinkled her magic pixie dust on everyone. And that's really what the song is about. It's about, it's about femininity. It's about, okay. you know, it's about being in your power as a woman and okay. not needing anybody or anything, you know, to to have fun, really, and to and to be your, your independent self. All right. That's little well, black dress. Yeah. Let me play it.
Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, I'm going to... <laughs> you like the applause. Yeah, my fans, my fans, my hands, my little hands can't do you justice. All right, tell me what I love you is about. I love you. I love you. Yeah, so totally switching gears from Little Black Dress. So um, as far as the the way the album is laid out, uh, Little Black Dress would be the first cut. And then The Way You Kiss is when I uh, uh, met my partner. That was like a lust, very lusty feeling. And then I Love You. I Love You is written in a time when I, 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 I cared so deeply about this person and mm. yet there was still so much toxicity in the relationship and uh, caused a lot of confusion for me because you're, it, it the song presents as a love song, and I don't want to take that away from anybody who right. wants it to be a love song. I really don't. Um, but people want to know the truth of the song, and so the truth the truth of the song is really it's about you know trying to work out internally um, right. that you're that you're in a toxic situation, and it's really hard because you're you you care about this person, it's actually more of an addiction to mm-hmm. them. And, and um, it, we could even argue that it's like a trauma bond to them. Right. Um, and I can, I can get really deep into this, but I'm not going to, going to go the whole way right now, but being in that in between stage of that, I love you, but this is hurting me, but I love you, but this is, this keeps hurting me. And I'm confused, but I feel like I love you, but I, I don't want to leave. And, you know, it's a, it's sort of a maddening position to be in when you're in that kind of relationship. And it doesn't have to be a love relationship, a romantic right. relationship. It can be a toxic friendship. It could be a toxic relationship with a family yeah. member um, yeah. or a coworker or anybody really. And, you know, it's that feeling of, I don't want to let you go because there's so much about this that, feels good to me and yet I know that I'm being wounded on a regular basis and I know it's not healthy so that's the truth of of what the song's about um and if people want it to be a love song I want I want it to be a love song for them too I really always want my music to be about whatever it is about for the listener right. um but uh, but you know I'm getting asked a lot what is the song about and so right. you know in, in my authentic self and my speaking, my truth. I also think it's, you know, one of my main platforms is, um, you know, aside from being an LGBTQ artist is also talking about um, toxic relationships and, um, and, you know, and this kind of emotional abuse and right. I talk a lot about those themes in my, my work and the album and it's an important uh, topic for me, so that's what the song's about. Okay, here we go. Okay. 
beautiful. That's a very beautiful song, and I can, I can relate. <laughs> there we go. There, there we go. I, I really love that track. I, the band really, uh, it's, it's just such a beautiful track. I'm very, so proud of it. Now you have an upcoming album, The Phoenix. Um, tell me about that. Where, where yeah, are you so- in the creation of that? Yeah, so so these songs that we just listened to are off the album. Um, we're actually releasing each song individually, one by one. So what we've heard so far is um, The Way You Kiss was, was released first, and then Little Black Dress was released second. On the album, okay. those two will be swapped. Swap. Um, and then I Love You is the third most recent release. And then the story continues on in the album, um, goes through uh, uh, track by track, song by song, the way I wrote them in real time, the way I was experiencing every, everything in real time. Um, and uh, I end up leaving the relationship. I end up spreading my wings. Uh, eventually, I end up in Texas in an airstream. <laughs> but mm. we're, so I'm releasing, I'm releasing each song individually about every four weeks. Um, and then the full album will be released as a collection in uh, in the middle of the summer. So we'll, okay. we'll be able to have have the full album as a as a full collection by summer. And I'm so proud of this body of work. It's uh, I'm, it's it's the body of work I'm most proud of um, in my life. Actually, um, it's taken a lot of digging, soul searching. It's taking an incredible. Uh, Incredibly difficult experience, mm. and um, and a lot, a huge healing journey, a lot of work and reflection. I was lucky enough to have really beautiful therapists and healers uh, kind of help me through a really hard time, and right. um, it's just been it's been an experience, man. And I I'm I just really excited to get it out in, into the world. Awesome sauce. What do you love most about being an artist? Um, there's no other feeling, and I know that you'll relate to this, but there's no other feeling that's quite the same as when you finish writing a song. Um, when you finish writing a song, it is it is just the most beautiful feeling in the world. I think it's you just, it's so much pride and you just feel like you've created something that didn't exist before. And now you've created something that, you know, possibly people are going to learn from and heal from and maybe have fun with, enjoy Hmm. make out to whatever it becomes a part of part of the universe and it's like a contribution um i I, those are like my most proud moments i think and um i just feel very blessed to be able to you know i i don't think these are my ideas i think they're they're like universe universal energy that is coming through me and sort of like a channel and i don't know (laughs) I can't say exactly where they're coming from, but I know I know it's the energy of the universe, and I, I know that it's coming through me, and 
because sometimes melodies will just show up in my head. Like yeah. I'll be in the shower and I'll have like a full song in my head. Like I didn't try to put it there. It just showed up there. And suddenly I'm singing a whole song with lyrics and everything um, is the right, the writing of the songs. And then, and then probably tied with that is taking the songs into the studio with my right. studio band and watching and being a part of the songs coming to life on record. That is just such a cool, such a cool experience. It's like a birth, you know? Yeah, well, I, I feel you. Um, that's how some songs come to me as well. So I know um, a lot of things are divine. They're divine. They're the energy. Divine. And, the last, and the last question, well, it's a, you need to give me three answers to the question. What is? What are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Mm. Three things I wish I had known um, that it was going to be, I mean, people said it was going to be hard, but it's hard. <laughs> I, I wish I had known exactly how hard, um, but it's like, it's beautiful hard. It's like, it's like running a marathon hard, you know, it's rewarding mm-hmm. and fulfilling. And it's the kind of efforting that yeah. feels good. It feels good. It doesn't feel bad. You know, it's, it's, it's good hard. Um, the second thing would be um oh man I, I i don't know if there's two more things i i think that's i think that's my one answer i wish i had known it was going to be hard but i think i think at a certain point you know i think i think we all all know that i think we all always right. do that but there's so many artists out there um but to be honest with you that i mean my experience so far has been in today's music industry, it's been really, really beautiful so far. Um, I think, you know, talk to me next year and the year after that, and I'm sure I'll have lots of different answers. But up until now, everything that I, I was afraid of or that I thought might happen has not happened. And, um, you know, and even as far as, like, you know, the 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 LGBTQ and the gay and country music, lesbian and country music, all of that stuff, Honestly, I have ads running on Instagram. I've got I've got articles out, you know, the rainbow flag is flying everywhere and I really out of thousands and thousands and thousands of love messages, there's only been like one or two like not even hate messages, just non-tolerant messages. And just one or two. And that's out of the whole internet and I just can't believe that that's that 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 that's what it is, you know. Right, you, right. you would have thought that there would have been so much more pushback, or you know, and, and even the people who told me like, well, I don't know if you're going to be painting yourself into a corner, and you know, by talking about this, and I was like, fuck that. Let's. I'm authentic. This is the whole point. I want my fans to they take away anything right. from me as an artist. What I want them to take away is to be their authentic self. You know, Amen. and that that's that's the truth, and speak your truth, and be your truth, and live your truth, and that that's the only way. And um, I've been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at how much love there is. And I think we could like take the whole conversation full circle back to the very, very, very beginning of the talk. You know, talking about like everything that's wrong in the world, and right. and you know, but my experience here with Little Chapter is 
There's so much love, though. There's so much love. And the news doesn't talk about all the love. But yeah, I'm here to report that there's – I'm here to – I will be the love news. I'm here to report yeah. love in the news and tell you there is so – like 99.9999% love. And, um, and that's been my favorite part about it so far. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely love. There's definitely love um, in the world. And whenever I need a break from the chaos, I actually send my call me. Yeah, I can, yeah, I'll call you from now on. But what I also do is I go on. I, I, I sometimes I'm like TikTok is the devil because I will go in there for like oh, I'm just gonna look at something for ten minutes. Two hours later, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm looking at some. I'm looking at stuff like that will make me laugh. I look at stuff where I could learn something. And then I'm looking at stuff like, really? And then, you know, I have my own TikTok on there and stuff like that. But, um, or else I'll go, I'll look at animal videos because I love animals and I have cats of my own and stuff like that. So those are the things that um, I focus on when I need to decompress from the world. But I also um, look at the negativity because I want to make a difference. And that's one of the things that I want to do with my own music is about making a difference in the world because I wrote a song called Numb and it's basically about how the world has become numb to all of the, the mass shootings. It's like, oh, there's another mass shooting today. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, yeah. we're going to And two seconds later, they're, they're over it. They're just like, okay, I'm going to go about my day. And that for me is very yeah. tragic. Uh, the United States has become extremely shameful with all these mass shootings and all they can say is the same damn shit every single time something needs to be done. So I like to be proactive. You know, I don't, you know, wallow in the, in the the negativity, but I try to figure out solutions and how I can get people together and say, okay, what are we going to do about this? Because sitting, sitting and staying stagnant about this, just doesn't make a difference. So, um, and that's why we, we both can agree that we can, uh, do great things through our music. Get our get messages out through music, and 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 I try to um, get people that don't understand. I want people to say it's not about changing people's minds, but it's about getting people to listen and just mm-hmm. see a perspective on things. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. I think that's the magic word is perspective. It's yeah. perspective. Just get a perspective, yeah. different perspective. And if you don't agree, you don't agree. I'm not here to tell anybody how to live their life, what to do with their life, because everybody has the right to be who they are, to think the way they are. You know, I always say that on my TikToks, you have the right to your own opinion, but so do I. Remember that. Um, and that's the thing. A lot of people can't grasp because some people are just like, not my opinion is right. And I'm like, that's not how the world works. And, and I said, that's the problem with the world, um, especially in politics. People refuse to just put their ideas to the side and come to the table for the rest of the world and say, let's start from scratch. Let's see how we right. can create a better world for these people. You know, it's, it's all ego. So I try to write songs that are going to be like, no, let's, let's put everything aside and let's, do, let's, let's get this world to a better place. And there, there are beautiful people out there. I always try to look at... Um, videos where somebody's doing something nice for somebody else or somebody's paying it forward. I'm always like, oh my God, this is so great. And I'm crying. And my mom's like, why do you watch that stuff? Because <laughs> you always end up crying. I said, because it makes me happy, damn it. 
It makes Aww, me happy. Yes. I think, I, mean? I think yeah. that's all, all spot on that. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think, you know, different perspectives is, yep. is, is, is a, a really much healthier way to, to be, yeah. and, you know, we don't, we don't have to agree, but yep. at least to be op- open to open. other people's perspectives, other people's lifestyles and other people's right. ways of thinking, especially that's if they're right. not, you know, your own. Amen to that. Well, you Amen. know, thank you. I mean, thank you so much for being on um, chatting with Nat. I would love to do an IG live with you um, someday. Yeah, absolutely. Live yeah, everybody in the conversation. Amazing. I mean, I th- I think we would have a good a good time. They they we'd be a handful for them, you know, because we are extremely authentic. <laughs> People would be like, oh, yeah, we're authentic. Say what you want. We say what we want. We, Damn it. <laughs> we I love it, Matt. I love it. I love uh, it, Matt. And yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. Anytime, anytime. All right. This is Jessie Haynes. You can find her at www.com. She's on Facebook. Uh, the Jesse Haynes is on Instagram. She's on YouTube, Spotify. You can die. You can also purchase her music. There's that thing. Yeah, people have forgotten that. That odd thing about purchasing music. Yeah, you can stream it. And streaming is good, but you know we only make like half a cent. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can't remember that, just Google Jessie Haynes because she's amazing. She's fabulous. She's doing authentic things. And we all know that authenticity is the key to life. That yes, is ma'am. The Thank you, Nat. Thank you so much. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was chatting with Nat. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.